Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Indong. 90 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, I mean, a lot of very interesting stuff has gone on the past two days. Uh, obviously, looking forward to a very good slate today and tomorrow in today's episode. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff going on all around college basketball. Good news and bad news. But uh, in today's sense, the good definitely outweighs the bad, in my opinion. Definitely. The breaking news is very good today. Very good news and three months away until March Madness. Yes, sir. That's what we're striving for here. It's always March, as you guys know. So, uh, yeah, let's just get kicking off with the breaking news. And uh, Florida's Keontae Johnson, he is now breathing and he's finally talking on his own, uh, which is just an amazing story here. Obviously, last episode we talked about how he was in a medically induced coma and we didn't really know what was going to happen to him. But good thing is he is now breathing on his own. He actually talked to his uh, parents on FaceTime yesterday. So a lot of things are going very well for him and Florida right now. Uh, hopefully we'll be making a full recovery, but we're pretty much unsure if he will return to basketball for the remainder of this year. Obviously that's not on his mind right now and not ours as well. We're just glad that he's healthy and finally back. So uh, very thankful for him and definitely hope to see him playing basketball once again, however long that might take. It might be never. It might be a couple months. It might be, who knows, a couple of years. But regardless, we're just really thankful and happy that he is back and all the prayers definitely were heard. All the cards definitely being sent out to him right now. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? Very exciting news here. Yeah, 100% uh, agree with everything you said. Um, really have nothing to add here, but definitely we're, we're both thankful that he's recovering. And at, at this stage, um, a couple of days ago, we didn't think he would make it, to be honest. But he's at this stage. It's phenomenal. And it's just very good to hear. Yeah, I mean, definitely going to be a step-by-step process for him at least. Uh, he's definitely going to want to play basketball again. But that's just a big if and when. So definitely keep you posted with that. But we're just hoping to see him on the court uh, sometime within the next couple of months or years, depending on how long that might be. Mm-hmm. And another piece of breaking news, UT Martin transfer, Parker Stewart has transferred to Indiana. Um, 19 points, four and a half rebounds, four assists this past season for UT Martin. Could be eligible to play in the semester. He does have two full years left if he, if he does decide to sit out this year. And Stewart, he's staying close to his family, which is something he's prioritizing this year, especially um, due to his death of his dad, who, who was the UT Martin coach. Uh, very good get for Indiana. They needed shooting. They finally get a good shooter. And what are your thoughts on this addition? Yeah, I mean, this is just a very good decision for him. And he's definitely healthy recruited by Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana is four hours away from his home. So he's definitely staying relatively close to his family, which is definitely a priority on his mind for this year, especially considering all the stuff that happened with his father. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely like this decision. Indiana, they need a couple more pieces, like you said, and he's a very good piece that they could get in the second semester of this season. So uh, definitely a big big addition here for Indiana. And who knows, he might be that partner in crime alongside Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, uh, this, Indiana is one of the worst shooting teams in the Big Ten, and they really needed this addition right here. Stewart's a lights-out shooter, so very good for Indiana to get him. Yeah, and speaking of Big Ten, daily recap for the past two days. Uh, Big Ten play continues. A lot of very interesting stuff has happened these past two days. So without further ado, let's just kick things off with the uh, top 25s getting it done for the most part. Uh, Number 10, Tennessee, your team. They hold Appalachian State to only 38 points in a blowout win. Uh, Four Tennessee players scored in double-digit figures uh, in this game. So they look pretty good so far, and I know you're pretty high on them this year. Uh, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. You had some thoughts about maybe changing them as your national champs, but we're not going to get into that right now. 
And uh, moving forward, my team, number 12, Wisconsin, they beat a very gritty loyal Chicago team. It was pretty close to the end of the game, and uh, Davison led Wisconsin in that in that game. But uh, Cameron Crutwig was very good for loyal Chicago. Uh, he was killing the big man down low for Wisconsin, which was Reavers and Porter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, very good performance for him. And definitely excited to see loyal Chicago probably make it to the tournament this year, considering what's happening in the Missouri Valley – Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, Big East upset right here. Uh, another one of your teams, Marquette. Uh, they upset number nine, which is your team, Creighton, in a very good contest for the most part. Uh, DJ Carton, obviously the Ohio State transfer, he's, pro he's proved a lot to Marquette uh, since he has started in the rotation now. And he's, he's definitely going to be, gonna be their top option this year, in my opinion. And he's definitely shown it these past couple games for Marquette. Uh, a lot of very quality wins for Marquette right now, obviously beating Creighton and Wisconsin. So we might see this team in the tournament. We might not, but moving forward. ACC play begins. Virginia Tech getting it done over number 24 Clemson, winning that game by six. Clemson did make a second half surge, but it just wasn't enough to complete that comeback. And Florida State, number 15, uh, they did beat Georgia Tech, your team, in the second game of that ACC opener. Um, Scotty Barnes, he's shown a ton of progress for this Florida State team. He's ready to take on a big role for this team. And what are your thoughts on these first couple of games right here so far? Yeah, um, looking at Tennessee, they look like one of the best defensive teams in the nation. Obviously, Wisconsin, they got it done against a very good Loyola Chicago team. And Cam Crudrig, obviously, he, he looked like the best big man out there. And Wisconsin got some pretty good big men out there. But Crudrig clearly was the best big man on that court. Uh, Marquette, obviously, beat Creighton, sadly. Oh, she's got to hit free throw. And that's what I don't understand. How come college players can't hit free throws at a at – a, above average rate, whereas the NBA, you can. That's something I don't understand. You can shoot 40% from threes as a college player, but you can't scratch 70% from the free throw line, and that just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely been an issue for a ton of teams so far, and it definitely shows at the crunch time when the need free throws to be made. People usually don't convert with those, and it's definitely showing. And some of these games that are very close, the difference is free throws. Some of these teams are shooting very poor from the free throw line, and that's why they lose by two, three, four, five points. And if they made five three throw, free throws, it'd be a very different ball game we're looking at. And that, that was definitely the case with a lot of these teams, especially Creighton. Creighton has seen the worst of free throws so far. Obviously, Zikorowski missed that ga game-tying free throw against Kansas uh, last week. And just another case of the free throws there for Creighton. So, uh, yeah, very interesting stuff there. But we will now move forward with our recap. The American play begins, only one game from yesterday. Wichita State did prevail against Tulsa in the ACC, AAC opener. Sorry, uh, I did pick Wichita State. You picked Tulsa. Tulsa did storm back in the second half, though, but it wasn't quite enough as Wichita State pretty much demolished them in the first half. And moving forward to the Big, Big Ten play now, number 13, Illinois, they destroyed Minnesota. It was by maybe 30 or 20. It was a absolute 27 point point. Yeah, it was an absolute blowout. And Kofi Cokeburn, he looked very good for Illinois. Stellar 31.13 rebound performance for them. For them. And uh, I definitely picked Minnesota. Very bold pick there, but definitely did not prevail for me. And moving on, Big Ten play still. Number 19, Rutgers did defeat Maryland after being down at halftime. Ron Harper Jr. looked amazing for this Rutgers team. And finally, the Big 12 play does begin. Only one game from yesterday as well. Kansas State. They go from uh, losing a D2 game to now being first in the Big 12 as of right now after beating Iowa State in the first game of the Big 12 this season. Uh, this is a team that was pretty good from the free throw line as of late, believe it or not. And uh, Iowa State did try and make a comeback, just wasn't enough to compete with Kansas State. Uh, what are your thoughts on these final four games here? 
Yeah, um, Rutgers is legit. They're they're real legit. And who would have thought we would have said Kansas State is, is first in the Big Twelve? Well, you could you can make a case for saying Iowa State's first in the Big Twelve too, because that's just not believable for both teams. But Kansas State is more unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we thought Iowa State was going to blow this team out after losing to a D2 team, but apparently not. Uh, so, 4K State is apparently better than Iowa State on paper now. So, that's just something to figure out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of D2 teams have some pretty good scheduling. And I know you saw one team. I think it was Carver College, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Carver and uh, Greenville as well, who gets destroyed by 100 every game. Yes, I remember both of those teams very vividly, and it's just surprising how they have a lot better non-conference scheduling than some of these D1 teams do. So uh, just a food for thought right there. So uh, now I'm moving forward to the best game. A lot of very good games these past two days. Uh, who, who was your best game? Yeah, I have to go with Wichita State versus Tulsa here. Um, Tulsa was down a lot, and they just grinded. They just kept kept chipping away. And uh, – Alterike Gilbert, he, he was good for Wichita State. He, he proved why he was a former All-American four years ago. And when they need a basket, he got it. He delivered. And Wichita State, they could honestly just have him just every possession. They, they'd be very successful. But both teams showed why they could be very successful in the American. And the Americans, wide open. Maybe. Yeah, wide, yeah, wide open indeed, like you said. Um, my best game, Furman, Alabama. I'm just very disappointed in what Furman did. They were up by so much. I think they're up by as many as 17 or something like that. And then their, their, their best guy fouled out, and then Alabama just made a surge back and beat them by three, I think. But I was just very disappointed. Obviously, I did pick Furman to win this game, and I thought they had it in the bag for the most part, and then stuff just did not go my way. So I was very annoyed by that game for Furman. But an honorable mention game I had, St. Mary's versus Eastern Washington, the last game of yesterday's slate. Uh, Tommy Coos, he's looked very good for St. Mary's. I think he scored 34 points in last night's win. And Eastern Washington was up by half, uh, was up at half by three. But St. Mary's made a second half surge, and they beat them by five. So two very good games there, alongside that American game right there with you. Yeah, um, Furman, I was I was surprised they lost, but that m- Mounts fouling out with 12 minutes left, that was huge, and. Everyone knew that was huge. That that swung the momentum completely towards Alabama because Mounts was 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 killing Alabama, and that St. Mary's Tommy Cowswell, however you pronounce that, he, this is his first year on scholarship, and he's a senior, so he's he's a beast. Yeah, beast indeed. And Mounts, I was just very disappointed. Uh, if he kept playing, that would have been probably a solid ten point win for Furman, in my opinion, because he had twenty four points before he fouled out. And I was just very disappointed. And Furman, they're a pretty good team. If they can keep Mounts out of foul trouble. If not, definitely a very uh, poor team, if you ask me. Yeah, nonetheless, let's just get to the upcoming slate for the next couple of days. Uh, we already did the first two games of today's slate on, on our past episode. So let's just get to the evening games, starting with Northeastern versus Syracuse. Who do you have here? Yeah, I mean, Syracuse demolished BC, like, like I talked about last episode. And they're just going to keep that momentum rolling against the Northeastern team, who's not as strong, in my opinion. I'm definitely picking Syracuse, blowing them out right here. Yeah, Northeastern is coming off a win against UMass. Uh, but, yeah, Syracuse is just a lot more powerful. But as long as they hit their, their threes, they're, they're going to be completely fine. Yeah, and speaking of UMass, uh, they are playing right now, actually, against LaSalle in the A-10 opener. Uh, tipped off at 12 o'clock, so it's a couple minutes in, 20 minutes in now. I don't really know a score check off the top of my head. 
or we're just going to keep moving forward with an NEC opener here. Uh, Wagner going up against Bryant. Who do you got winning this game? I'm taking Bryant. And fun fact, Bryant has the number one offense in the nation. They have the number one uh, offensive tempo in the nation. So, yeah, uh, very dangerous offense, clearly. Yeah, I mean, that's all thanks to Peter Kiss, in my opinion. The Rutgers transfer, he's been a very big impact for that Bryant team. And obviously they lost, uh, I think his name is Benson Lee. Or Benson, yeah, I think Benson Lee. He went to overseas to China. Uh, so they lost him. He was one of the good guys on that team. But uh, Peter Kiss coming in, definitely a huge strength for Bryant now. So I'm definitely picking Bryant in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Another NEC game, uh, LIU Long Island University versus Sacred Heart. Uh, combined, they've only played one game. That was a Sacred Heart loss to Rutgers. But in uh, Long Island University, they will begin their season with conference play. So who do you have here? Yeah, I'm taking Long Island here. Uh, we had them pretty high in our NEC conference preview. If you didn't see that one, definitely go check that one out. And I think I had them fourth, believe it or not. I had them pretty high in the top four at least. So I'm definitely picking Long Island winning this game here. Yeah, I'm taking Long Island as well. They just have a lot more firepower. They have a starter, Tyron Flowers, I, I believe his name is. So, yeah, I'm taking Long Island here. Yeah, next game up, a very good ACC game here. Pitt going against Miami. Who do you got winning this game? I got Pitt there. They're coming off that, that wild win against Northwestern. I believe that was a huge, huge confidence boost, especially because they were down by a lot. So I'm taking their momentum in Pitt right here. Yeah, Pitt definitely has a momentum, and Miami doesn't. I mean, they lost their last game to, who is it, Georgia Southern, I think. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, I knew it was one of the teams. But regardless, I definitely think Pitt's going to win this game. Justin Champagny, he's looked amazing for that Pitt team as of late, and I definitely think he's going to keep rolling with Miami still having injuries. Not sure if Chris likes his playing, but regardless, I'm definitely picking Pitt winning this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, An in-state matchup coming up, Mercer versus Georgia State. Uh, both teams beat Georgia Tech, obviously. So this is probably for the best team in Georgia. Who do you have here? Yeah, I'm going with Mercer. Uh, I've really liked them as of late. They've, I think they're still undefeated off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've just been rolling. So I'm just going to keep going with Mercer winning this game here. Yeah, I'm picking Mercer as well. They're 6-0. and uh, They're probably the front runner for the SOCON now, if you ask me. And as long as they hit their threes, they're completely fine as well. Yeah, I mean, SoCon's been a very underrated conference as of late. Uh, obviously, Furman's in that conference. And UNC Greensboro has not looked very good so far, in my opinion. Uh, but Wofford's looked pretty good, and a couple other teams have looked very good in the SoCon as of late. And moving forward now, a pretty good mid-major matchup here. We got Toledo going up against Marshall. Who do you got one in this game? Yeah, I got Marshall. They're, they're quiet 4-0 as well, but they got some very good quality wins over some tough mid-majors, so I'm picking Marshall here. Yeah, definitely picking Marshall here as well. Like you said, sneaky 4-0 team right there. Definitely think they'll pull up another win against Toledo. Mm-hmm. And back to some high major uh, conference play, Butler versus number seven Villanova. Who do you have in this Big East matchup? Yeah, believe it or not, I think this is Butler's first or second game. Is that, is that right? Yes, it is. I think this is their first game. Yeah, so it's a pretty tough matchup in Big East play, starting off against Villanova, who's a top-10 team. I'm definitely picking Villanova, but I would not be surprised if Butler does – um, managed to keep pretty close with Villanova. Are you kidding? It's Villanova by 20 or more. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, we, we said the same thing about Xavier. We didn't think they'd be too good either, but uh, you never know. I mean, it's the Big East. Anything's pretty much possible. Mm-hmm. And moving forward now, a very good Big Ten matchup in my eyes. Number 20, Ohio State, going, against, going up against Purdue, who's looked pretty solid as of late. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got Purdue winning this game, pulling off the, the quote-unquote upset. I still don't believe – 
uh, Ohio State should be a top 20 team, let alone a top 25 team. Uh, I definitely undervalued them a lot, so I'm just going to pick against them. Yeah, I'm picking Purdue in this game, and the only reason probably is EJ Little is not playing in tonight's game. Obviously, he is their top scorer and I believe rebounder as well. So that's definitely a loss for Ohio State there. And Seth Towns is not playing as well. I mean, he hasn't really played much for Ohio State, but he's a pretty solid player uh, as well, obviously coming in from Harvard. So I still am picking Purdue. Obviously, their two-man, big-man tandem has looked very good as of late, and Zach Eddy and Trevion Williamson – or Trevion Williams, sorry. So I'm definitely picking Purdue winning this game as well. Mm-hmm. And two American, uh, two American teams play play today. South Florida and Cincy. These two teams are probably the t- in the top half of their conference. Who do you have here? Yeah, I'm picking Cincinnati. Obviously, I think their last game was against Xavier in the Crossroad Classic, and they did lose that game. But I definitely think they're going to bounce back. They're still a very solid team in the American. So I am picking Cincinnati winning this game. Yeah, I'm picking Cincy as well. Uh, South Florida, they're a very good team, but I think it's going to be a game that's going to be down to the wire. Yeah, and next up, uh, Big 12 play does resume here. This is the second game of their season. Uh, Oklahoma State going up against TCU. Pretty solid Big 12 game here. Who do you got winning this one? I got TCU winning this game. Uh, They're coming off a win against Texas A&M, so they got a pretty good momentum. Oklahoma State, they're coming off that win, that game winner, Kate Cunningham game winner against Wichita State. So both teams, they're looking all right. I'm I'm just going to take TCU right here. Yeah, um, this is our only uh, difference of the day. Uh, I am picking Oklahoma State winning this game. Uh, they look very good so far. They're still undefeated for a reason. Kate Cunningham's looked very good alongside the other incoming freshmen. And, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State, they've been rolling. I mean, TCU had a very good win over Texas A&M. Don't get me wrong. But I think Oklahoma State will win this game. But it's going to be pretty close if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And next game should be a gimme game. Number 11, Texas, your program, obviously, versus Sam Houston State, who is coming off a blow-off blowout loss against LSU. Who do you have here? Yeah, this is a gimme game. Gimme Texas by maybe 30. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and next up, another American game here. Pretty solid one, if you ask me. Uh, the battle of the undefeateds. East Carolina, 5-0, going up against SMU, who is 4-0. Who do you got winning this game? I got I got SMU winning this game. Uh, they just got a lot more firepower. ECU, clearly, they played through Jaden Garner, but SMU should, should limit him to a certain level. And, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm going to pick SMU winning this game as well. I definitely think it could be close down the stretch, but I think SMU has a lot more playmakers and scorers, in my opinion, like you said. Jaden Garner is definitely a dog for ECU, but I think SMU has a little bit more firepower, like you said. Mm-hmm. And number 21, Duke versus Notre Dame in, in this nice ACC matchup who you have here. Yeah, I'm picking Notre Dame. Obviously, coming off a win against Kentucky. I definitely think they'll keep that rolling against the Blue Bloods and beat Duke here. Uh, I believe Jalen Johnson is not playing for Duke in tonight's game, which is a very big loss for them. So I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna pick Notre Dame, keep rolling, and get this ACC win. Yeah, I'm picking Notre Dame as well. Uh, Duke has not been Duke as of late or for this season, and same with uh, same with Kentucky. They they don't look like Kentucky out there. And yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame, and Duke would not be having a number after this week. Yeah, that definitely could be the case if they lose this game tonight. And uh, final game of tonight's slate, another American game. We got Memphis going up against Tulane. Who do you got winning this game? I got Memphis here. Uh, but Tulane, they're a sneaky 5-0 and team as well. And Ron Hunter, you know I had that bold but wrong take of saying he's the king of zone. He is not the king of zone. Bayham is clearly the king of zone. But, yeah, oh, Memphis. I'm taking Memphis here. 
Yeah, I remember that statement very vividly in your mind. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But definitely picking Memphis winning this game. Obviously, Ron Hunter is a very good coach. And Tulane, like you said, sneaky 5-0 and so far. But once conference play starts, which is today for them, I definitely think they'll start to see some losses in their book. Mm-hmm. And on to Thursday slate, another very good slate. Uh, starting off with Wagner versus Brad. Again, they play today and they play tomorrow. Same with our next game. Um, that's just how the Northeast Conference scheduled the games. So, yeah, who do you have in the second matchup of Wagner versus Bryant? Yeah, I mean, same with the first. Got to go with Bryant once again. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Wagner did pull off a win and they go one-on-one. It's been kind of an ongoing theme, especially with UMass Northeastern. That went one-on-one series as well. So I am going to pick Bryant winning this one, but who knows? Wagner could pull off an upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Bryant twice. Uh, their offense is just too good. Yeah, and the other NEC doubleheader matchup again, uh, LIU Long Island going up against Sacred Heart once again. Who do you got one in this game? Yeah, give me LIU two times. Yeah, I think this one will be a one-on-one matchup, so I am going to pick Sacred Heart here. I don't know who's going to win today or tomorrow, but regardless, the series will be 1-1 in my book. Mm-hmm. And uh, in-state matchup, St. Joe's versus Drexel. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, this is a very underrated matchup in my opinion. I am going to pick Drexel one in this game. Obviously, I'm pretty high on them this year. I think I had them third in their conference. Uh, but St. Joe's has looked pretty good as of late as well. So I am going to pick Drexel one in this game, but it could be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picking St. Joe's here. Uh, I think they have a lot more firepower than Drexel. Yeah, and next game up, obviously a very, very, very good Big 12 matchup here. Number five, Kansas going up against number 14, Texas Tech. Uh, obviously, battle of the top 15s. Who do you got one in this game? Yeah, give me Kansas here. Both teams do not really have a solid big man. I mean, David McCormick, he's, he's pretty good when, when he, he wants to be pretty good. Texas Tech, they're just short. And, yeah, uh, I think Kansas' cards are just a lot better. And Jalen Wilson's been phenomenal. Yeah, Jalen Wilson's definitely has been phenomenal. I am picking Kansas winning this game as well. It could be pretty close down the stretch in my opinion, but I definitely think Kansas will be getting this win here. And uh, number nine, my Creighton Blue Jays, they will look to bounce back against St. John's. Who do you have here? Yeah, I definitely have Creighton winning this game. Both these teams are coming off losses. Uh, Georgetown beat St. John's in overtime, I believe, on Sunday. And Creighton obviously lost to Marquette the other day. So I am picking Creighton winning this game. They need to bounce back if they want to stay ranked maybe i mean if they lose two in a row to unranked Big East teams that could definitely be a problem for them so i definitely hope creighton wins this game and we think they will Mm -hmm. i believe creighton will bounce back both teams like to play fast but creighton uh their offense is phenomenal as well i'm i'm picking their offense over st john's defense yeah, and a, a very solid matchup, in my opinion, here. Uh, ACC team, NC State, going up against St. Louis, who is your team so far. Who do you got one in this game? Yeah, St. Louis, obviously. Obviously, I've, I've hyped them up a lot. Uh, I believe they're still the best mid-major team in college basketball, and they're going to show it. They're going to get a number next to their name next week, I, I can believe. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good win, if so. They have a couple other very good games coming up in their schedule. Uh, NC State, they are 3-0. and Obviously, they had to quarantine, uh, but they are back now, first game back. So I definitely think that they could see some struggles, but I still am going to pick NC State winning. Uh, they look very su- good for me, very surprising. I mean, not surprising, but we kind of saw this one coming, and I definitely think winning this game against St. Louis will definitely help their resume a lot for the ACC play. 
Mm-hmm. In another very interesting game, this time in the West Coast, San Francisco versus Oregon. Who do you have here? Yeah, I mean, I got Oregon winning this game, uh, but I would not be surprised if San Francisco could keep this game very close. Uh, I believe they did lose their last game to Cal, I believe. It, I think that was right. Did they lose yeah, to Cal? Was right. Correct. Yeah, they hit a, I'm pretty sure Cal hit a buzzer beater mm-hmm. against this team, and I definitely think Oregon will probably win this game, but San Francisco can definitely keep this game close. Yeah, uh, I'm picking Oregon here as well, but San Francisco, obviously, they've shown they could compete with any team. They, com- they competed with Gonzaga twice last year. They beat Virginia this year. And, yeah, they're going to keep it close against Oregon, but Oregon's just going to pull it off. And second to last matchup for Thursday slate, a very good one, a very good mid-major one, if you ask me. Dixie State going up against Southern Utah. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, Dixie State is actually 3-0, and uh, so pretty good to start the Division One uh, tenure. But I'm picking Southern Utah here. Tavion Jones has looked phenomenal. He's averaging 19 points and, I think, five rebounds. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I picked him as my big sky player of the year as well. I'm picking, I'm picking Southern Utah and their, their sheer talent over Dixie State. Uh, I'm rolling with the underdog. Give me Dixie State. Going 4-0 is a very good start to there. Like you said, D1 tenure. So, I am picking Dixie State winning this game. But this game could be pretty close. Southern Utah is obviously a very good team. But I just have a feeling Dixie State is going to pull off this upset. Mm-hmm. And capping off the night for Thursday, Seton Hall versus Marquette. Uh, Huge Big East matchup here. Who do you have? Yeah, this is a very, very, very good matchup here. Uh, I was going back and forth with who I was going to pick, but I decided to pick Marquette. Obviously rolling off a win against Creighton, number nine. It's a very good win for them. I definitely think Seton Hall will keep this game very close. Obviously, Mamu has looked amazing for Seton Hall so far. So I definitely think that this game will be very close, but I am going to pick Marquette pulling off the squeaky win. Yeah, I'm picking Seton Hall here. Uh, you just can't guard Mamu. You just can't. And that's yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. Sorry, what did you say? Yeah, that's why, that's why Seton Hall is going to win. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to watch this game. Obviously, I'm pretty sure it's late in the night, so who knows? I mean, we're some of these Thursday games as well. There's a very big snowstorm coming to New England and pretty much all the East Coast. So definitely watch out for some of these cancellations, not due to COVID, thankfully, but due to a snowstorm. So definitely see what happens with those games happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And moving forward to Friday afternoon, Two games before we do our episode on Friday. Uh, MAAC opener here. St. Peter's going, against, going up against Monmouth. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got St. Peter's winning here. Uh, both teams are actually very good for their respective conferences. But St. Peter's, they're kind of like Florida State. They use their depth to their advantage. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I am picking St. Peter's as well. Obviously, last year in the MAAC play, they were very good. I think they finished second in their conference. So I definitely think they'll keep that momentum up. And they almost beat St. John's earlier in this year. So I'm definitely picking St. Peter's winning this game. And uh, a pretty early game for the West Coast as well on a Friday afternoon. BYU versus number 18, San Diego State. Uh, you, you like picking BYU a lot. Are you picking them against the ranked team? I mean, I kind of have to. I mean, I've been rolling with BYU. They've done very well for me so far. And I definitely think this is a very underrated matchup in my opinion. These two teams are very solid this year. So I am picking BYU winning this game, but don't get me wrong, San Diego State is a very good team, and I picked them to beat Arizona State uh, last week as well. So I like both these teams a lot, honestly, but I am going to pick my team, which is BYU, for the West Coast. Yeah, San Diego State, I'm I'm rolling with them. They've done a phenomenal job staying relevant, and they're now a top 25 team at number 18. Um, So, yeah, I'm rolling with San Diego State here. Yeah, and uh, that's all we got for today's episode. Uh, A lot of very good stuff going on. 
a lot of very thankful news, obviously, with Keontae Johnson. We still wish him the best as he recovers. And Parker Stewart going to Indiana, very good news for him. And a lot of very good games coming up this today and moving forward for the next two days. Uh, but Friday, we have a very, very, very good episode, if you ask me. Because this weekend, man, oh, man, these games are very, very good. Yeah, huh? this, this episode is really just leading up to the weekend's uh, Friday's episode and the weekend covering the weekend's games. Those games are just phenomenal. We don't want to spoil it. Uh, I mean, we could, but not our picks, obviously. And yeah, uh, that's, that's really it for today. Uh, we'll give you one hint. It's a ranked matchup. That doesn't help you at all, but we're just telling you it's a ranked matchup. Two top 25 teams going at it. But uh, yeah, like you said, that's all we got for today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March. It's always March. And one more thing. Uh, you can see the clear handwriting now of our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, yeah. The RTM yeah. underscore podcast is our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, now there's some clear writing on, like, your, 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 your chalkboard. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Um, this is a lot better to see, obviously, the chalkboard. It's very hard to write on a chalkboard, if you ask me. But, uh, yeah, that's the handle right there, at the RTM underscore podcast. Instagram and Twitter. And as always, all the episodes are on Anchor, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. So definitely go tune into those. And yeah, like I said, that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. And it's always March. Yeah, three months left until March Madness, but it's always March. Thank you guys for watching.